Hello and welcome to Between the Mountains podcast where we interview you about your adventures from backpacking to expeditions and today we have an interview with the one and only Mark Walters from Walters World on YouTube and you've very likely seen his videos on there. He's got quite a few subscribers, quite a few views and he is just a general all-round travel genius. We talk about some top tips, reviews, advice and we delve into some of his background and his experience as well. So I hope you enjoy it. If you do, subscribe, follow, share it with a friend. But with no further delay, let's just get straight into it. So hello, Mark. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Chris. Thanks for inviting me, buddy. Yeah, it's my pleasure. And it's a pleasure to have you on as well. So for those who don't know, Mark is a marketing professor, but more importantly, travel genius. His main platform is YouTube, where he provides honest, realistic and engaging reviews and tips of different locations from do's to don'ts and to culture shocks as well. He beats the travel guidebooks and gives real on the ground first hand tips to exploring cities. They are a go to if you have booked, if you want to book or just like a destination because he has most likely covered it uh, as far as I can tell anyway. So, Mark, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's a real pleasure. Thanks, man. That is the nicest thing anyone's ever said about me. <laughs> hey, you. you're welcome. <laughs> so, no, no pressure, no pressure today. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll try and I'll try and squash it to one side. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, um, in your early years of travel, you did an exchange student trip to Finland, got your masters in Germany, you taught in Lithuania, then you went to Brazil, decided you wanted a PhD, and did that in Portugal. Yes. All of this got sparked by that conversation about studying abroad. And looking back, how did those early experiences of travel influence you today? So the first one, when I was, the, the conversation with the South African girl about going abroad, that got me to Australia one summer. Like, it was amazing how my, my whole worldview changed after just that one summer abroad. Because my whole thing was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go to school here. I'll be the mayor of my town. And maybe one day I'll be the governor of my state. You know, like. <laughs> and it was weird because then I started around like, my God, there's this whole world out there I could explore. This is so cool. And then, and it really was like, it was like a drop because it was like, I got to go see more places. I want to go more places. And then it just got more and more and more. And, and, you know, when I went to college, you know, I, I, I studied abroad twice in college and then it's how to get my master's. And I was like, you know, I really want to a career abroad. And, and back in my, back in the day, people didn't study abroad like they do now. There was no Erasmus program and things like that. So you didn't have a ton of people studying abroad. And so I'm like, no, I want to really prove people that it's more than study abroad. I want to get a degree abroad. And so I ended up going to Germany for this. And then it just kept going. It's just like snowball and snowball and snowball. And, and yeah, then I ended up with a PhD in Portugal and I'm actually back in the U S now, but we still, I probably spend five. Well, not this year, but most years <laughs> I will spend about five to six months of the year traveling. Yeah. So it's, it, yeah, it's there's I got an episode coming out at time of recording uh, next week, I believe. And it's all about the philosophy of travel. And there is a, a philosopher called Bacon, uh, which is the best surname ever. Uh, and um, I think he sounds would be tasty. Happy. Yeah. <laughs> I think he'd be happy in his grave hearing that because his all like his whole idea was you've got to go abroad and, and learn and shift your mind um, yeah. uh, and, well, and learn true. different cultures. So I think he'd be happy with that answer. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think if, for a lot of people, it's like sometimes it's not even just going abroad. It's just going to different parts of your own country. You're like, there's different people out there. There's different cultures within your own country. And, and so it's really a great yeah. thing to get out there and just be like, because sometimes you, you don't realize you're living in, in a, a world of blinders until like 
the blinders move a little like, oh, there's more out there. And yeah. then once you see more and more, what else I missed? What else I missed? You know, it's not yeah. just, my God, that food is fantastic there. Wait, there's more to it? Yes, there is. <laughs> I love Italian food. I've never been to Italy, but I love Italian food. <laughs> that yeah. sort of thing. And then when you actually go there, it's so much different. But um, yeah. But yeah, so one of the most popular things that you do are the sort of the five love slash hate videos of yeah. a location. Yes. Um, you've done so many, so I'm interested to know <laughs> Have you ever found yourself instinctively rating random things in your life? Occasionally, um, but like, because <laughs> there's things I really enjoy. Like that's the thing is people sometimes get upset with those hates. Like that's hates a strong word. I'm like, okay, it's like mild annoyances sometimes. Sometimes really hate, but a lot most times like yeah, it's a mild irritant, dude. Um, so some of those things, like I'll go around like, man, if I would make a five eleven hates in my town, that's yeah. on the list right there, <laughs> dude. Ever heard of like you know? filling a band pothole or something so sometimes yeah, it does right. creak it does and that's the thing is people always ask why haven't you done one for the, your hometown why haven't you done one from where you're at i'm like there's an old saying you don't poop where you live uh, you know like it's like oh, you know what because some people like most people understand that it, it's it's just honest travel advice and trying to help people out and stuff yeah. but some people really i mean we've had like years ago i had com like we still get bad comments but now youtube's gotten a little bit better with the trolls like the death threats don't come through as much you know but like there was one guy who was so mad he's like this is when saddam hussein was found and they they hung him he's like you deserve the same fate as saddam hussein whoa i'm like dude i made like i made a parody song about portugal um because i was living there it was for my portuguese students you know it was like taking all the pop culture references it's like weird al we have in the u.s this guy that makes like parody songs and i just like american idiot and made it portuguese idiot but did it in portuguese so it was like spot on and the dude just like i'm like whoa dude it was a joke it was on your comedy channel on tv in portugal like, <laughs> i can't make this anymore jokey and then some like, people just yeah, yeah they, don't. they just don't get it do they but the, yeah. there's two types of people aren't there there's people who are having a bad day and you just come at the right time and and they're like oh mark's gonna feel my wrath and then there are some people who just i don't know mostly just jealousy i guess just can't deal with it but yeah well i mean that's the thing is i don't because we, we get a lot of trolls and and i mean i've been doing this 11 years on over 11 years on youtube and mm. and you know like at first when you first get the trolls you first get the like the the bash tag and stuff like that you're like you take it personally and after a while mm. you realize like well some of those are just robots that are trying to cause trouble some of them are just jerks just trying to do things and other things but I mean, they're just stuck in their mom's basement don't know what else to do you know <laughs> so, <laughs> so you gotta you gotta kind of think of it that way and i know like my wife for years she didn't get involved really much with the videos because when she would do some of her videos, man, women on YouTube, dude, I mean, I get I get bad comments, but her stuff, she'll get, I mean, I, our likes to dislikes, about 97% likes to, like, 97 likes and three dislikes is what I do. But when her, she does her videos, and they're still good. She's like, I mean, it's still high, like high 80s, but it's still like a noticeable difference. But the comments in there, I'm like, oh my God, people, calm down. I mean, it just, so and, I, and I see that on, on, on other female vloggers' channels, I'm like, why are you doing like how are people so horrible sometimes but they are so sad i mean i've got some favorite youtubers and sometimes the notification notification comes down i'm on my phone so i snap open up and and just straight away i'm I'm like five minutes to the party and there's already one or two dislikes i'm like yeah the video's well, no, 30 I, minutes long see, I, like so so uh, that was one thing i was always laugh i always laughed at because i always always get two dislikes right away i mean it was about a six month window no matter what i put out within like it would be like one like two dislikes zero likes two dislikes i'm like right i'm like okay that's obviously so, like i'm thinking as one of my like a pissed off student <laughs> from years ago is like i'm gonna dislike every one of their videos 
So that's what I always think it is. It's like, I'm like, uh, obviously I wronged them in some way, they think, and they are going to come back uh, and the problem's put always it this like but, yeah, it's, but I, it's, I always, So go on. You know, I, I always laugh because like for YouTube, they're like, hey, it's an engagement. We don't care if it's a like or dislike. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. hey, thanks for the engagement. I appreciate it. Thanks for the AdSense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, sticking, it's an interesting segue. We ended up talking about that. I'm um, talking about people, more specifically, people within the country you're going to. Um, how much do you think the people of a country can make or break a trip? Oh, they can totally make a trip. I mean, we're talking places that you would think you would like. What am I going to do there? And you go, then you fall in love with the people. And some places you're not sure what to expect. We were in Rwanda last year, and you know, then, you, know you hike with the gorillas, and, and there's stuff there, and we're like, we want to go see, but. We fell in love with the people there. Like, my, we're kids. We were getting out of the bus or the bus, the van that we were driving. It was me, my wife, two kids, and grandma and grandpa were with us, right? So we had our own little driver and yeah. we're going around. And like, you know, kids would be like, hey, you, you kids want to play soccer with the with the locals? Sure. So kids would get out and play soccer with people. We met so many people that way. It was just like, oh my God. Like, our kids, like, we want to go back to Rwanda now. I'm like, we loved wow. it. And it just made you like really love the place. Like, other like people like diss Mexico a lot. I'm like, I love Mexico. The people in Mexico are freaking amazing. And every time I go there, my dad used to work there. And so I, I got to go down with them and stuff. And it was just such a wonderful experience being there. And then you meet the people like, these people are awesome. And so for me, like now when we, when we plan out our trips, now it's not about like, I don't, I don't try to like, oh, well, let's make sure we get a, a thousand countries. It's like, no, I want to go see my buddies. You know, it's like, <laughs> Especially after, you know, with quarantine, you haven't been able to see your friends. And one of my friends was to get married this summer in, in Italy, you know, uh, you oh, were talking nice. about earlier. Yeah. And so, but, but I mean, <laughs> but he's like, it got postponed. So it's going to be for next year. So I'm like, okay, next year. So we're going to have to go for the wedding. Once we have that date, I'm like, okay. And I want to go see my buddy Alvi in Lithuania. We're going to see Magnus in, in, in Barcelona. We're going to go to Greece to see Jocelyn's family. I'm like, it's all, it's all about seeing the people now. Cause for me, that, that gives such a more bang, not bang for the buck sounds bad, but like bang for the buck. It's like. My God, you, you get to spend time with people and your friends, it's and it's like, you know, yeah, it's a win-win. And then yeah. the thing is, you have friends that live abroad. You I mean they got, they all have jobs, so you know, you know, you do the tourist thing during the day, and then you spend the evening with them. Precisely, and it's awesome. Yeah, I'd love to see you do a, a top tips of a, a place called Eatree in Italy. Actually, uh, my um, uh, my my friend and I went there uh, last year, twenty. So at time of recording, twenty nineteen, we went. And it was brilliant. We, we we got our backpacks. We flew into Naples, did Pompeii, went up to Rome, did Rome, um, came down to Eatree before going back to Rome and flying out of Rome. And Eatree is this village in the countryside between Naples and Rome. And it is, it, it was a, a little bit of a culture shock. It's still, it's still Western Europe. But we got there and just no one speaks English. Your whole interaction with the hotel, which is in the middle of nowhere, and the taxi drivers, and then the restaurant that we managed to get to is all with Google Translate. But it's awesome! It's yeah, awesome you, have to go on, you have to go onto the Wi-Fi, and I would speak into Google Translate and hold it. <laughs> and then he'd go, ah! He'd get his phone, he'd speak Italian into his phone, and then press play. Okay. <laughs> it's just like the commercials. It's just yeah. like the commercials. Uh, so yeah, I'm more of the me, food, belly. Uh, uh. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'll eat whatever you want. For sure. So, so um, that's a point. So staying on this kind of similar topic as well, what's your favorite culture you have visited? It might be Rwanda again. Well, Rwanda was really like, that's one of the things that, like Rwanda in general is one of those places that I go and it gives me hope for humanity because the genocide 26 years ago, yeah. um, a million people out of 8 million people in the country were massacred and and the the kind of 
coming together and rebuilding and the pride they have in their country and like we're not gonna let's happen again it shows me that all the divisions we have in the world today and, and, and within countries and between countries like look if rwanda can get through that and be i mean they're like a shining example of like hey like they've come together and and they've i mean it's not getting through this it's like you know reconciling reconciliation you know, it gives me hope for for other places around the world that you know what we can get along. We can figure out a way to make things work. And 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 for me, that 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 part of that culture was just really wonderful. Um, but there's all kinds of places, you know, like the family setting in in Italy, where you know, a lot you know, most guys our age, we would not we would not be more than like five kilometers from from mama. You know, like we yeah. don't we don't leave mama. We take work sure <laughs> nearby. You know, like you have the family set thing of it. But then, I mean, it, it's amazing because wherever you go, you'll find something. You know, it's like in Finland, the stoic nature of the Finns and going out, their culture of going out in the nature, you're like, wow, it's kind of cool hitting the sauna, butt naked and then jumping in the snow. You know what? Yeah. That is pretty dang cool, you know? Yeah. And it's funny because after <laughs> I lived there, I'm like, you know, when I have my own house, I'm going to put a sound in there. Yeah. And I actually thought about doing that in this house, but I was like, oh, that costs money. So never mind. Yeah. <laughs> and I like how you call and it I don't sound think my name, well. I don't think my neighbors back there want to see me roll around. Snow naked. Yeah. <laughs> Let me call the cops. Uh, there's a whale in my backyard. I don't know what's going on here. No, I want to report drug use of my neighbor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. No, I like that you called it sauna as well because you you'd get you'd get by a confident Finnish person you'd get told off for calling it sauna, wouldn't you, over there? Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. But, um, my wife makes yeah. fun of me. She's like, "Oh yeah, sauna." She's like, "Huh? Uh huh." <laughs> She's waiting for me to like tell a story. I'm like, I'm not telling any story. I'm just leaving it at that. Just like sauna, <laughs> So um, we've discussed U.S. national parks briefly on this podcast before. Um, so I'm just wondering, you live in the U.S. If you had a favorite that you could recommend, honestly, Grand Canyon is as as amazing as the pictures are and the videos are. The drone footage is, is are whatever. It's still worth it. It is yeah. still amazing. I mean, because that's the thing, like, you got the, the you know, Grand Teton, Yosemite, Yellowstone, and, like, they're just incredible. See, the, the Smoky Mountains. And the thing is, in the U.S., you have, like, the National Park Service has, like, 400 and some spots. So there's the, the national parks, but then there's also national forests. Then there's, like, yeah. national monuments. State parks. Yeah, state parks. Uh, yeah. We went to one, Bandelier National Monument, which, you, 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 it's, you know, it's like a five-mile hike. You, you go down, you can climb into it. Like, there's, like, the cliff dwellers, and you can climb up in there and where they, you know, where they were and stuff. And it's really, like, educational things. And then and going to see the national parks, what's cool in the U.S., it's like an $80 yearly pass, and you go into all of them, like your whole family. So, it's, so what is it, like 50 quid? And you go, like, oh, snap. Like, and especially now, you're like, no, Americans aren't going anywhere. So, hey, why not use it? Um, but it is really nice. And and what I've seen is you have national parks all around the country, and it seems like national parks a lot of times is one thing that locals still focus on more than like international travelers do, unless it's something like a Grand Canyon, you know, mm. that it's something like, oh, well, Not I have idea. to see the Grand Canyon. And yeah. so, so, yeah, Mount Rainier, yeah. So you're like, okay. But it's one of those things like, hey, that's a really popular domestic spot. Like you, like, hey, you see like locals, and hey, you know, where are you from? And oh, I'm from Colorado. Oh, I'm from Illinois. I'm from. So it's very it's very different than when you're going to New York or you're going to London or something mm. like that. So oh yeah, because like, oh, yeah, we yeah. were we were we were in Brecon Beacons in Wales uh, oh. last year or before. I mean, it was just a beautiful, and yeah. they're all like, they're all, and, 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 I, I'm not gonna lie, in in in, in Brecon, the, the little town there, we had more people come up and say hi to us at the grocery store. I watch your videos. I'm like, dude, I like I don't get to see people ever saying hi to us about anything except this little small <laughs> town in Wales. Like, <laughs> in Wales. 
seven people in one grocery store in one shopping visit. I'm like, this is really weird. I've never had this happen before. They have internet in Wales? (laughs) Yes, they have internet in Wales. It's it's a little spotty when it rains, but it's it's fine. Don't worry. I'm uh, I'm going there with my daughter. (laughs) Uh. Um, I'm going there with my daughter next month, actually, for for three nights. And um, she's called Penny, and I want to do Penny Fan with her, uh, which um, we call it a mountain. You know, technically it's a mountain. Uh, 886 yeah, with, with, meters. With, with, with little ones, you don't need Everest. <laughs> no. I think Mount Rainier or Mount Baker might might disagree, but yeah. um, we call it a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good it's a good hike either way. So yes. For sure. So let's talk about your hometown as well now. So yeah. you we said earlier that you have a blanket rule of don't poo-poo on your own town. So let's hit the positives. What are a couple of favorite things to do in Illinois slash Chicago? Well, so Illinois, well, seeing Chicago, I'll be honest, Chicago's got one of the greatest museum collections in the U.S. Because it's got the, you know, it's got the Art Institute of Chicago, which is probably one of the top three art, three or four art installations in the U.S. Uh, You have the Museum of Science and Industry, which is probably the top science and industry museum in the U.S. The Shedd Aquarium is one of the top aquariums. I mean, it's just like oh, one of the top, one of the top. Yeah. Um, you have the Field Museum, which is an excellent uh, natural history museum. And, and so, they, you know, they have all that that there. And the thing is, Chicago, you can go out and party in Rush Street. It's got something for all kind of all ages, all groups. You know, you can go to the American Girl doll store and get a doll, you know, you can, which is <laughs> honestly, I'll be honest with you, there's people that will take the train up to Chicago just to go for the day to the American Girl doll store and do that. <laughs> Um, and then there's, you know, you each to their own. To each their own. You know, you go up for a Cubs game in the summer and, you know, go to Wrigleyville, which is just basically a big party neighborhood. And everyone's just going out for the baseball. Like, they're they're watching the baseball games, but they're just drinking. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that. But then there's like, the, you, but you drive around the whole state. I mean, where we where I live now, it's just all flat. So there's like, I mean, we got the university. So there's, I mean, there's just nothing. It's just all flat. But you go in the south, there's a bunch of lakes you can go do and you can do some hiking there. Um, excuse me, where I'm originally from on the other side of the state, it's like got these beautiful rolling hills. And some people like to go hunting. So there's a lot of hunting over there. But you go on, like, you can go eat. You can see the bald eagles on the, on the Mississippi River. You can go on the river there. Um, there's actually, it's funny because my hometown, there's a German historic district there in Quincy. And I remember the first time I went to Germany, I was in Bremen and I'm like walking around going, God, I feel like I'm at home. This is really weird. And then they're like, you know, I was like 19. And then your mind connects it. You're like, Oh, German historic district. They came from Northern Germany. Bremen's in Northern Germany. And Bremen's also where a lot of the ships came from. Your brain's like, Oh, right. Dude. Gotcha. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> just so clicks in the place. Yes, and, and if you and if you want food that will make you look like me in size, they have plenty of large portions. A tenderloin sandwich was like smashed pork sandwich and fried about this big. The bun is this big, but the uh, oh geez. tenderloin is that big. Damn. Yeah. See, see, if I if I would have grown up in the UK, I, I'd be like skinny like you, but sadly, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I, I think. Well, for me, portion like control landscape. does have its thing. Yeah. Like, well, landscape. Yeah. So I think America so, like, beats the UK. On that front, I would say. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, because we're—I mean, Illinois my, is like the size of the of, of you know yeah. the British Isles, so it's it's kind of <laughs> tough. Like that's when people people will get all like upset with Americans. Oh, they don't travel. I'm like it's a huge country. It's not it's not thirty five euros to Italy. It is, you know, three thousand dollars to take your family. To to, and yeah. and if you like landscape, you can get a lot of variety in US. You kind of get yeah. why 
why people don't travel. And like we were saying before, like you, you have your certain view until your blinkers open. If no one's had the idea of a different culture or a different language, yeah. then you can't really blame people for only traveling in the US because it's a lot cheaper and you get, you know, you could go from skiing to like hot sunbathing on a beach in, in like the same month of the year. So, yeah. And it's, and it's interesting because a lot of people though, like they don't realize, you know, it's like you say, that they don't like once their mind opens, like, oh, I can do this. Because for a lot of people, they'll tell us, like, you know, Europe's too expensive. Like, no, getting to Europe is a lot more expensive. But once you're there, you know, mm. the like the I don't know, like chain hotels in the U.S., if you're driving around, you're going to spend about $150 a night. So, like, what, oh, 100, 100, 100 quid. But the thing is, if I get, like, a, like a, B, a B&B or something like that, I can get that for a lot less throughout Europe. So, I'm like, if you go to Europe, you're going to stay for two weeks. Actually, you'll spend a lot less money visiting Europe. Or certainly South America or Southeast Asia, it's so much cheaper there than traveling around the U.S. But it's that first hurdle, and that's one thing we like to do with our videos. We like to help people like get over that hurdle. Like some people just worry, like I don't know what to expect. I'm like, hey, here's some information. Feel like, and then once they feel comfortable with that, that yeah, tip, yeah, and that's what you do sometimes. Yeah. And I know, like with your podcast, you're helping people with their stuff, and and that's one of the things I like. It's like, hey, some people just they don't know because you don't know what you don't yeah. know, and someone can say, hey, here's the first step you need to take. Let me help you out. Let's do it. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So whilst we're talking about home life as well, and we're talking about going to Europe and just getting out there and trying it all, um, I wanted to ask you as one parent to another, how do you go about traveling with kids? I tell them, let's go. <laughs> Simple so my, yeah, no, my, our kids travel with us probably 80% of the time. Um, we, made, we, made, we made it a point that our lives aren't dictated by the kids. Like the kids are part of our life, but they're not the yes. whole life. Um, yeah. And so, and I, we've seen this because we'll see people that will literally like they they're they're pregnant or they have a baby, and they'll be like, "I guess I need to burn my passport." I'm like, "Why? No. You can still travel." And and, and they're like, "Well," and they always put it on the kid. Like, "Oh, well, it's hard to travel, with kids." No, it's not. If they're under one, they're super easy. They lay. They're in a pumpkin seat. They go like this. You know, it's it's easy. Yeah. It's now when they're one to two, when they want to run around, that's a little complicated on the plane, but otherwise yeah. they're fine. And and when little kids start traveling when they're young, they're used to it. Like it's mm -hmm. no big deal. And 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 then the other thing people will say, it's like, oh well, well, I wanna I wanna take them when they appreciate it, when they're like 13. I'm like, you tell me one 13 or 14 year old that appreciates anything <laughs> aside from their phone. Come on. You know, it's like, but if you get them traveling younger, they're kind of used to it and they make good travelers, you know? And so a lot of times it's just the parents that are worried. It's the parents are just worried. And that's yeah. what parents do. We worry, you know? And so yeah. that's why I say, look, travel with them, be prepared, you know, have the iPad ready, have, you know, have your phone with some videos on there, have stuff backed up and have, you know, like we'll have you know, a little battleship, you know, you can, you guys call it battleship. Yeah, the, the little game where you're like, oh, A4, you saw my battleship. Yeah. Like, we'll have that yeah. and stuff. And always, 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 two things to always take when you got kids. One, take a little blow-up football, mm -hmm. okay, so they can take it with them. Got to deflate a little bit when you fly. We have a little hand pump, boom, you got it going. Cause, and then the other thing is Uno, you know, the Uno, yeah. Uno playing cards. Because the thing is, you don't have to speak the language because all it is is numbers and kicking a ball. And, and so yeah. both of those things, we've made friends. Our kids have made friends with Rwanda, Nicaragua, Japan. You know, it's everywhere we go, it's something to do. And so once the kids it's have that, the kids will love it. Yeah, like my, my yeah. kid, my son's like, 
you know, we were in Morocco and we were doing a, a cooking class and he was getting a little bored and he's like, there's some kids out there. Can I go play? Them? Yeah, sure. So he's playing soccer and then the other, the youngest one went out and played soccer with him. So they were making all these kids friends in Morocco. Of course, no one spoke the same language. We're like, Hey, and, and so we ended up becoming friends with the, the cook there. We did a couple of videos with them in the end. And, and they're like, Hey, the, the boy next door wants to know if Caleb can come to his birthday party. But I'm like, sadly, we cannot get back to Morocco next week. <laughs> Cause that's really far. <laughs> But it was kind of cool because they're like, hey, and the boys, you know, they, they love it. I mean, this is one of the things. We've been home now, so March, April, May, June, June. I mean, we've been home like six months now mm-hmm. um, without traveling. And even they're like, this is weird. Like, they, they yeah. realize it's really special. They get to travel. and It's really special experiences. So that's one of the things that I feel nice about. It's like they're, they're at the age now. They appreciate it, like what we've done and what we've been able to do. And that's really nice. And the Kira kids eventually do get that. I mean, a three-year-old's not going to realize that, but maybe later on they will. Mm. And, and you'll be surprised what kids remember. Like my youngest, he got his hand smashed in a door in China. Not on the shutting side, but on the hinge side, metal door. We ended up in three hospitals in Beijing. It was not a fun time. He barely remembers that, but he remembers the food. <laughs> and he remembers, like, he's not, I'm like, dude, you were two. You remember that? Yeah, I remember a few things. And and you can talk to him about them. It gives you something to talk about. And that's why, like, I, I don't I don't know if your parents are still around, but like multi generational travel. Because because the thing is, my, my parents will go travel with us once a year, sometimes twice a year. Um, and, and my parents have something to talk to my kids about. It's no, it's not just let's make cookies and how was school today. You can say, oh, remember when we were in Rwanda? Remember when we went to Germany? Like, remember when we went to New York, you know, or went to London together? Because it doesn't have to be something big. It could just be going, you know, we're going to Liverpool. You know, we're going down to Brighton to the beach, you know. Like, you have yeah. something a little like that to give you more memories of the different generations, and it draws you cro- closer together. Because it is experiences, and it's consistent experience as well. Like, like the basic principles of life. Like, like, like our kids aren't going to remember, unless it's quite extreme, one particular moment where they were taught a lesson. They're going to yeah. just grow up and they're just going to know that that's what they do. And that's going to come from consistency. And, and it, I guess it comes from, I was always, I learned at a very early age that when you have a kid, obviously your life changes, but the kid adapts to your life. The kid adapts yeah. to your life. And how, how do you expect them to go on and enjoy themselves if you don't show them how yeah. to live? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Don't just yes. tell them. Don't go, when you're older, you've got to travel lots. Take them traveling. Like, yeah. As soon as, then, as, soon as pennies them, can make good decisions, I'll get her involved yeah, <laughs> with, with making yeah. like, road trip well, And plans. that's the thing is, is now our boys get to, like, obviously not this year because everything's been canceled, but <laughs> since the kids were like five, five, well, no, four. So once they were four, we let them choose one of the destinations every year. And, and you know, they're, you know like, they're like, hey, can we go to Nicaragua? I'm like, sure, we can go to Nicaragua. Well, we can do Iceland, you know? And, yeah. and for them, it got them to really buy into it. And, yeah. and some people are like, well, I don't know if my kid will be interested in that. Find some cartoons, find some movies. You want to go to France? Watch Ratatouille. They'll, they'll fall in love with like, oh, that, yeah, the food, let's try it out. I remember my, my oldest, he was like two, and we were watching Looney Tunes with Bugs Bunny, and Yosemite Sam was a Roman gladiator, whatever, and he's like, they're fighting in the Colosseum, and we went to Rome, and he's like, hey, that's from the Bugs Bunny show, and it got him so excited about going in, you know? It's like- yeah. You you find these things to get kids going, and and they'll they'll do fine, they'll yeah. do fine. But see, we we do travel, you know, together we do travel together. We do parenting advice. See, this podcast covers it all. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're about to cover something else as well. So, oh, you, oh, you said <laughs> in another podcast, you we said need that to have, you want we need to have a talk. 
Pardon? Do we need to have a talk? Yeah, let's have a sit. Is that time? God, they get younger and younger at this conversation. So um, you said in another podcast that you want to help people find the right country for them. Yeah. So it got me thinking, what's the right country for you? Oh, I think probably Italy, Brazil, <laughs> France. Yeah, those those ones are good for me because I, I like the food. I like the people. I get I can speak with the people there. They got it's got culture, but it's got more than just culture. There's some other stuff you can do. So when you, you can speak with the people there, is that like uh like culturally or do you know the language? Well, like I, I my my Italian's like intermediate Italian. So I can have like, like, if we're going to a soccer match, I can talk with people and have a normal conversation. But I mean, I couldn't like do this very well. Like I couldn't teach a class. In it. <laughs> Portuguese, I can do that. I could teach in that. So that's not a problem. Oh, uh, wow. In France, I could get by. It's like I'm a little bit above like a good tourist level. Uh, but it's just, I just like being there and just talking to people and just, it's like, ah, so nice. Yeah. I'm learning Swedish and Spanish at the moment. So um, oh, cool. Yeah, I think the, the the rule I've got is I was just thinking if you had any tips because uh, I was thinking of one today where oh. just make a rule where you just don't speak English for as long as you can. Yeah, no, <laughs> so actually, actually, there's a few things I always tell people when they want to learn languages. Like we actually have videos on it, uh, YouTube.com/slash/WaltersWorld. You can find it out. But it's like <laughs> there, there's some easy things you can do. One, one thing is you got to realize if you're going to learn a language, you got to take it seriously. Okay, it's 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 not memorizing a guidebook. Get a grammar book so you can make your own sentence. Because if all you have is a phrase book, all you're doing is parroting words. So if it's como estás, you know, you're like bien gracias y tú, you know, you're like no, what are you gonna say? No, estoy mal. I I don't problema. No sé qué. No sé qué es. You know, he's like I don't know what it is. Something's bad. Like you don't know how to do that. You're like, shoot, I can only answer this sentence or this sentence. And life isn't a binary option. There's more stuff out there. Yeah, and and so I was like, look, once you start to take it seriously, you know, take a like, take an online class. There's Coursera's free online classes. Duolingo's got their stuff. I mean, there's tons of places to do I it. Talkie. I got buddies of mine. I'm on iTalky yeah. now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I got I got ton on YouTube. There's so many people that are go through it. And there's actually really good ones too. There's some that aren't so good, but there's some good ones too that that will like help you go through it. But I, I think one of the things is if you read like newspapers, like USA Today level uh like in the u.s like kind of like or the daily mail it's not it's not like wall street journal or financial times like the english isn't that hard you know mm -hmm. it's like it's 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 written for eighth grade education seventh grade education yeah. so if you find ma like newspapers like that magazines like that blogs like that that you can read that helps you like get used to some of the words but read mm -hmm. the words out loud because then your tongue gets used to speaking oh my word like, there's so many sounds in swedish and spanish that oh, my yeah. mouth was never made before <laughs> That's why the other thing you have is tequila, and that helps you as well. Um, that will help you loosen your lips, and it's true. Um, well, my next lesson is at seven a.m. tomorrow, so I'll, I'll take that tip. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they, you got mimosas, right? You got Bloody Mary. <laughs> There's options. No, but I, I think another thing is is all the tea, like find the Simpsons in the language you want to watch it in, because I'm sure you've seen some Simpsons episode in your life. You can find ones you understand. The mm. level of English in there, or the level of like the the banter that's in there, yeah. is so like relatively basic stuff that people talk every day. That really helps you. Or you watch like if you're a Star Wars fan, watch Star Wars in another language. I did that for German, and it really helped me understand German better because I'm like, oh, I got it, gotcha. Yeah. So there's, there's yeah, some just stuff immersing really yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. but yeah, and um, the thing is, I know like how you said, only speak that language. I, I've done that before too. It's like now today's Spanish day. So today's Portuguese day, just to tell you, when I, when I went to Brazil the first time, um, I'm like, look, I want to learn Portuguese, so there's no, 
English, no Spanish. They're like, okay. And they like at, on the drive from the airport to the, uh, the apartment, they're like, write into Portuguese. And so like, let's figure it out. And yeah. Yeah. Just get warmed up again. Get the ear in mm-hmm. tune again. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's just it. Like, like, cause a lot of people, we've, I mean, a lot of people learn foreign language in school and you're like, oh, I forgot it all. Like, well, you've forgotten, like you haven't forgotten. It's just buried farther down. Like once you start using it, you'll be surprised what comes back. Like I was back in Finland a couple of years ago and I'm like, holy crap. Like I, we were there for like a week and I'm like, I'm like, holy crap, it's coming back. Like I remember this, like I could make some sentences. I could order my beer. <laughs> you know, I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. Um, but it's funny how sometimes, you know, it kind of like comes and goes, you know, but it's like, yeah, you practice, it comes back. Yeah. And do, so do just, you find you know, there's a different response from the locals once you start trying their language? Oh, yeah. If you try, I mean, even if you try to say thank you, like people just open up so much like, hey, you're really trying. And if you're going to a country that isn't like English or Spanish or Italian, like bigger language, you're going to a smaller place like you're, you're doing it in, you know, like Dutch or you're doing it in Lithuanian. Mm-hmm. I can tell you when I could speak Lithuanian, you know, like I go to a bar and I mean, they're like, oh, foreigner. And I'd be like, yeah, Manavekia uh, is salut. Which I need a big beer or whatever. I mean, I'm sure I'm saying it wrong now, but like it was like that. <laughs> like people just stop, look at me, like <laughs> I'm paying, and it's like I'm paying for that. Respecta. They're like, I'm like, what? They're like, no, no, foreigners never speak Lithuanian. Like respect. And I, I swear to God, I got so drunk so many times for that. I'm like, no, I don't want anymore. It's a, I don't speak it. I don't remember. It's all gone. It's all gone. They're like now, no, dude, we know, we know. <laughs> yeah, that's a good tip actually as well. My, my brother when he was much younger. Uh, went away to Kos in Greece and they actually uh, taking that tip you could go into each bar and just have the opening line and they go I'm gonna buy you a drink um, they they and when they went on their um, lads holiday um, <laughs> which we'll try and not talk about uh, as a topic on this podcast but um, um, what they did was he w- he drew the short straw and every single bar they went into um, they'd go stag 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 and then the bar t- bartender would be like, "Yes, your stag do," and they go, "Yeah, it is," and they get a free round. And then they go to the next bar. It's a similar tactic: L- learn the language and just go that's go right. from bar to bar, saying, "Hey, you know, you got to pay the bills. You know, that's going to help you save save a drachma here, save a drachma there." Yeah. Man. So, last question before we get to some country top tips that the that um uh, my audience on Instagram voted for. So, uh. Other than watching one of your videos, what research advice would you give to listeners planning their travels? Um, if you're going to read reviews online, read multi- don't just read the fives and the ones, because the fives, that's their moms writing the review forums, and the one is the pissed-off ex-boyfriend or girlfriend. Read the fours and the threes, because most of the time they'll be more realistic. And anytime it seems like a, a review is like, you're like, it doesn't something sounds a little off on that. You'll be surprised how many fake reviews are out there on TripAdvisor and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. don't be, don't let that be your end all decision of going someplace because the reviews, but do read the reviews to get a feeling of what things are like. Cause, cause we've gone to places. Then the review was like, Oh, the, uh, the Airbnb hostess is very attentive. Little did I know that means they were peeking inside your window. You're oh. like, Oh, like, Okay, I probably should have read it because there was a lot of attentive, attentive, very attentive. Overly, I'm like, all right, all right. Yeah, we, you know, we yeah. kind of learn. Yeah, that's the lines. why you learn. 
you read between the lines on stuff. Because when you have uh, peer review sites where you you review them, but they also review you, no one wants to say anything bad because then they'll yeah. say something bad back at you. That's why for Airbnb, it took them so long to start getting any decent reviews because there were so few people that had stayed. Mm. And, and they, it was so very easy. Now, haven't they? So you can't see what the other person has written until, until you've written yours, which is exactly. good. Yeah, then, yeah. yeah. So it's like, can you take it down afterwards and write something worse later? It's like, no, it's like, it's got to be done. Yeah. Um, so, so that's one of those things. Um, another thing is, is don't, don't be afraid to say hi to people. Mm. Like you don't, don't just be like, I mean, this is one thing I see with some tourists, they'll go and they only hang out with other tourists. They only go to with, hang out with other expats. You see it when study abroad a lot of times and stuff like I'm only going to hang out with other Germans when I go to Spain or I'm going to only have other Spanish people. When I go to Italy. I'm like, don't be afraid to like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to try to meet you. Just say hi or something like that, you know? Yeah. And you never know who you're going to meet. And that's why knowing a little bit of local language. I mean, it's not just getting free drinks and I've gotten all over the world. I've gotten free drinks to speak the language, but like that also opens up people that they'll know they're like, Oh, I hear from your accent. You're British. So, hey, where are you from? And so you'll get the conversation, you know? And so just be open to, to meeting new people. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So I've promised the listeners we'll chat about three locations together uh, and uh, and get your top tips for each place as we kind of discussed before. So um, one of them went down to a 50-50. So it was Italy and then I chose Mexico uh, and then uh, we did Germany. And for anyone who's gonna whinge about the USA, Mexico, I didn't really put a US National Parks question with that in mind earlier. So you've okay. had your piece. <laughs> so, so one thing I would say for oh, all yeah, of them, <clears throat> no matter what you think Mexican food is, no matter what you think Italian food is, no matter what you think German food is, when you go there, it's gonna be completely different. It's gonna be amazing, but it's gonna be different. Cause like in the US, a lot of people think when they think of Mexican food, they actually think of Tex-Mex, you know. And then and when you think of Italy, you think of you know Olive Garden, or like it's some like you know, or like uh, Pizza Express. You're like, no, Pizza Express is not pizza in Italy. Like it, Pizza Express is pizza, but it's not Italian pizza. You know, like you gotta yeah. understand these these differences. And so sometimes people are upset, like, well, that's not like what we have at home. Why why don't why why aren't there spaghetti? Why isn't there meatball in my spaghetti? But you don't do meatballs and spaghetti. You're like, there's like one little town maybe that does it. Or when they know there's a lot of tourists, they'll put it in there. And and that, that's why it's taste like the frozen pizza from Walmart. <laughs> I'm going home. Exactly. <laughs> don't knock Jack's pizza. It's not bad. <laughs> Two bucks for a pizza. Hey, you know, got me through college. <laughs> do you have a favorite cuisine? Honestly, I like everything. It's surprising how many times you'll find stuff that really is wonderful. Like, People will sometimes rag on me and they're like, hey, why aren't you talking about vegetarian food? I'm like, well, we talk about vegetarian dishes when we're out there because there's just stuff that's really good. But like, honestly, if you're a vegetarian, probably the best place to go is Rwanda because the food there is all about vegetarian food. And it's not vegetarian because they're like, oh, I give up meat and this. It's because for them, cow, like if, if they kill a cow, you have the meat and that's you only get to make money that one time. But if you have a cow, you can use the blood. You can use the manure. You know, and you, you know, and you, you, there's other things you can do with it, right? And so it's kind of an interesting thing going, oh, yeah, they're, they're, there's a different way they look at it. So people there, there's just a lot of vegetarian because of economic they're reasons. much more sustainable. And the, yeah, and the food, the food in Rwanda, oh, my God. It was like a lot, lot of banana, a lot of, like, peanutty kind of stuff. I mean, it's just the sauces there with the, the veggie stuff. I mean, wherever we go eat, you know, they have, like, a few – you have, like, four or five dishes. And there was always, like, half the dishes would be vegetarian dishes – we ate vegetarian every single time because it was that good. Like it was just blow your mind. Fantastic. Yeah. So. Wow. It was incredible. Yeah. So, so um, yeah. So well, let's, let's kick it off with Italy then. So just a, a, like a couple of top tips that you recommend to people for, for Italy. Okay. So in Italy, um, <clears throat> one thing you realize is 
there are there really are a lot of pickpockets, and they're really. I mean, right now, you, no one's talking about pickpockets and scams and stuff like that because no one's traveling. Don't don't think those pickpockets and scams aren't going to be there when you go back, and because just like everyone, I mean, the restaurant hasn't been able to make money for a while. The con artists haven't been able to make money for a while. You know, it, it sounds silly, but it's true, and you really need to like be paying attention. Like in Milan at the castle, the Colosseum at Rome, not inside, but like outside around there when you go in and off the metro. And, you know, the same thing can be said about Paris, you know, but um, at Garden Nord. But you, you really need to pay attention. And the thing is, is the people in Italy will be like, they'll be looking out for you too. They're like, hey, pay attention, you know, like they'll, they'll help you out. So just have your heads up. And, it, and a lot of times it's just in the bigger cities. Um, you don't have to worry about it too much. But the thing is, the Cabinieri and the police there are. are Honestly, I've taken students there, and they've had pickpockets and stuff like that. My wife's been, you know, she. We had my my youngest; he was a baby. They robbed the baby carriage, like the her purse in the baby carriage with the baby there. I'm like scum of the earth. Cops yeah. are really cool. Cops like he's like, look, uh, what we recommend for you to do is like, look, they're not, you know, your car, like just walk back where you were and while look in the trash cans around here. Because most of the time what happens, if they rob you, they just want the cash and then they throw the thing away because they have the wallet that can prove it. But you can't prove this cash was yours. Yeah. And, and so they do that. So so that's one thing. Um, another thing, um, don't expect to have the best Italian food in Venice because so many tourists go through there that they don't have to be good. It's like any tourist destination. Yeah. Like, look, I could be a jerk to you because there's another million tourists coming tomorrow. They're going to sit in the same seat. So I always say is like, if you're going to go to Venice, spend a night in Venice and then go stay in Verona or Padova or Vicenza or... Or, or or go down to Ravenna because then it's like, hey, you get more of a not overrun by tourist feel, so you get better food, better service kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing is, uh, well, now with, with COVID, it's different how the trains work, but some of the trains you still have to like stamp the train before you get in, and you don't want to mm-hmm. get the fine because I've been a few places where the you know they're like, oh well, you don't have your your, your stuff, so here's your little fine right now, and you're like, ah, oh, dang. So those little yellow boxes sometimes you do still need to use those, yeah. not all the time. But just that, that. jumping on with that one as well with the trains, there's three types of trains, aren't there? There's the there's the fast, medium, and slow, uh, yeah. and it's definitely the slow ones, the train stations, which look like they're straight out of the 30s. <laughs> they're, yes, they're yes, the ones, they the boxes, do. especially, aren't they? And, and the funny thing is, like, all those trains are like late, like all the time. Not all the time, but they're they're quite not, not always on time. Like, I, I did a a shock video or a shock video. I was like, oh, the trains are on time. People are like, what are you talking about? I'm like, no, the Frecciats. I needed to say the Freccia, the super fast trains. They're on time because if they are late, then you can actually get your money back. At least that's how they used to have it. You could get some money yeah. back. Because now, who knows the rules are now with stuff with, with everything going on. Yeah, for sure. So, um, so oh, anything also, else you said? Oh, yeah, go on. That's precisely Italy. my question. Just, yeah. try, just try to speak a little time. Just, just put in like five words. It will make them so happy. You'll get such better service. I mean, you'll get yeah. good service anyway. And don't worry about not communicating with them because even if you don't speak Italian and they don't speak English, they'll still communicate with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For, for sure. sure. For sure. Um, let's see for Mexico. Yeah. Um, there, there's a lot more than just Cancun, but I would say probably Cancun is probably your safest place to go when you are there. Mm. Um, you can drive, but I would always recommend not driving after dark in Mexico. My dad worked there for decades and that was his big thing. It's like, man, once it started, sun started going down, we, we would head in, um, in some places, not a big deal, but just, you just want to be, be careful with that. Um, and then that's like anywhere. Like I always tell people, like, look, the safety things, most of the time, like when people hear bad things about the U.S., they hear bad things about the U.K., it's usually not where tourists are, so you're usually not too worried mm-hmm. about it. But you still need to be aware of it. Um, and that's for anyone, not not just Mexico. That's for anywhere you go. Um, also, like the, the, with the food thing with Mexico, seriously, it, like I, a lot of people will go to like Cancun and, and just stay like in an all-inclusive. And I'm like, 
you're not getting any really Mexican food there when you're there. Like you have to ask. Like if you go to one of these, you know, it, and this is pretty much anywhere at these all inclusives. If you go there, ask them, hey, what's the actual local food you have? Like we were in Jamaica, we went to an all inclusive there because you know we still needed the research and, and tell people. And I'm like, you know, we we go in. I'm like waffles and pancakes. You know, I don't I don't know if that's that's Jamaican. But and so I, I asked the people, like, hey, what what is what's Jamaican here? And they pointed this thing. I thought it was. Uh, it was uh, aki and saltfish, and it looked like scrambled eggs. I'm like, that looks like scrambled eggs. Like, no, no, it, it's it's a fruit, and it's a it was not fruit. it's it's fish and this other stuff together. Oh, it looks like it, but it doesn't. It's not eggs at all. But people think it is. So you just see the tourists going up there, and then they go down like ah. So you see all these places. They're like, oh, aki and saltfish, and so uh, so. But you gotta ask. Just just ask. Because people because then the people are like, oh yeah, hey, you want to know what we really eat? You want this over here? And you want that over there? Also, never be afraid to ask people, where should I go eat in town? Because they'll be like, hey, this is a good place to go um, get some real authentic food. So, and you know, there, there are going to be listeners who, who ask and speak to the locals. But that's just something I've, like, I'm sure I would, I would have regurgitated it as a tip. But that's actually not something I've ever done, which I, I will start doing. When I went to, I went to Finland in March, just before the, the lockdown. Um, and uh, straight away, cab driver from the airport, which was overly expensive. There's a top tip for Finland, actually. Pre-arrange everything is expensive yeah everything is expensive and the taxis will rip you off at the airport um but um, hey, that's um straight away <laughs> I, I, yeah exactly but um straight away i learned what's um please even though he guaranteed me no one says that um what's thank you um oh, and true. yeah true. exactly yeah very scandinavian um but um like we don't have a word for that yeah, yeah, yeah. With Norway, actually, I, I I arrived in Norway and I messaged my friend Anders and I was like, okay, I just need to know how you order a drink. That's just something I do when I arrive in a country. Um, how do you say it? And and he um goes, uh, I'm not gonna try and say. It. I think it's something like uh, can can for um, cola or something like that. Yeah, can I have a, um, can I have a cola? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. but what's please? And he and he goes, no, we really don't say that. And I was like, well, no, I what's don't... please? And he's like, there's no point because we really don't say it. And I was like, no, Anders, please tell me what please is. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I've had the Boston. same conversation <laughs> in Sweden, Denmark, Norway. <laughs> like, yeah, we don't we don't do that. I'm like, but I want to be polite. Nah, they're like, no, like we refuse to tell you this. We do not want to start this in our country. Don't bring that British politeness <laughs> over here. <laughs> you get away. Anyway, I was really looking for a really Finnish uh, cuisine restaurant, and I went to Google and I got some good results. Unfortunately, they were they were fully booked, and, and I was an idiot not thinking about it before. But um, but had I just been at the bar and said, "Where's a really good place to get finished food?" They, they, like imagine imagine tables turned. If I was if I was on the street and someone asked me, "Where's a really good place to go around here for food?" I'd straight away help them. Wouldn't even think twice. So, yeah, you're right there. And and that, and that's what I've seen is is I'll, like sometimes it depends who I travel. Like my wife knows I do this, but sometimes I travel with people from my coworkers and stuff for my like real like day job and i'll get in and i'll just start chatting with the uber driver and chatting with i find taxi drivers are better than uber drivers because a lot of times uber drivers are not from there um like not from that city they've come from like you know like here where, where i live a lot of them are from chicago they've come they've down come here for the job rather than becoming a taxi yeah, driver for the job you know and so but the taxi a lot of the taxis are more local because they have to go to this more the place they don't just follow the, the map and but it, but even the uber drivers will know i'm like hey so what else should i have when i'm here where should we go and they're like ah this is the barbecue place you should go to so um yeah, I was in uh, Andrew. I was in Kansas City last year, and uh, I get in the taxi guy, and I'm, I'm talking to him. And oh no, he was actually Uber. He was actually because the airport in Kansas City is horrible, so you have to Uber. Anyway, get the Uber coming in. We're talking, and it's like you know, 25, 30 minute. Ride. I'm just talking. Yeah, so where should I go? Because I know the barbecue is the big thing here, and I know there's like, hey, it's Arthur Bryant's Joe's. And he's like, 
He's like, I go to Arthur Bryant's all the time. That, that's like my go-to place. Like, I'll probably go there later today when I'm off my shift. I loved it so much. I'm like, all right, thanks, man. I, I really appreciate it. He's like, you need to get this and this. So I go. He drops me off at the hotel. I check in, drop off my stuff, walk around a little bit. I'm like, you know what? Because by Arthur Bryant's, there's the uh, there's a, there's a few museums down there. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to go check them out, but I want to go get some lunch first. I go there. He's right there. No. <laughs> he's actually at the restaurant. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, what's up? He's like, hey. He wasn't so, faking. He's like, yeah, so yeah, he wasn't faking. I was like, that's awesome. So like, it's funny how sometimes you're like, oh, yeah, it's legit. And, and the thing is, just knowing a little bit more info. Like that little bit can make all the difference. Like I've gone someplace like, hey, you know, there, there's a WTO conference here. You, know, you might want to stay away from this district because yeah. there are going to be protests. I'm like, oh, I didn't know, you know. Or yeah, like, hey, we um, there was like, what soccer? It was like some soccer. Like it was like it's like they won like the league, not like Premier League, but like ninth division. Like, hey, we won the ninth division. Just want you to know, like, if you're going out to the bars tonight, don't 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 wear this color because you're gonna get the crap kicked out of you. You know, I'm like, <laughs> all right, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Uh, soccer for you. So, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Um, anything else we need to know about Mexico before we move on to Germany? Uh, Mexico, uh, just uh, the people are amazing. Every time I've gone there, I've met locals. They're like, oh, come meet grandma. And I've had, I, you have not had a real quesadilla until you've had a, a, a grandma make one for you. It's like, it's like in Italy, like until grandma makes it for you, you haven't really had Italian food or, or like you come to the U.S. and my grandma would make, you know, we'd, we'd have friends visit. She's like, well, I've got to make a fried chicken. I'm like, ah, until you got... A grandma made fried chicken. Did you really have fried chicken? You know, and so and if you ever get a chance like those, that, that God, I love the people down there. It's there. It's just amazing. So Germany, okay, some Germany tips. Um, okay, anytime you're on public transport, I know in the U.S. we 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 believe in line culture or queue culture, and, mm. and in Britain you guys believe in there's a line, and if if you're first in line, and then I would stand behind you to be second. Yes, Germany, it's like. Like for as much as the 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 stereotype is efficiency and stuff, now Germans are like mad bunch of people here, and they're just boom go in. So like when you're coming out of the bus and you're coming out of the metro or the subway or the train, you gotta be like just like start by doing this, get your elbows out, got up, just to like plow your way through to get out of there because they'll just run you over. I mean it's hilarious. I'm like, like come on, like you see there's like and especially like a packed train, you're like and there's like maybe two people waiting to get on and everyone's gonna get off. They'll still like fight through the crowd to try to get in. You're like. Dude, really? And I remember, I remember it was with a friend of mine. We were getting her visa for to study in the U.S. So we were at the embassy in Berlin or the consulate in Berlin years ago, and like we were in line, and we yeah we because we, we were the American line, and the, but everyone's there together, and so like you said, like the first four people were Americans, so we had the line, and then the Germans started coming. They were kind of like hovering around us, and then like literally, there's like a person in front of us, and I like turned to say something to my my friend, and turned the person like boom comes right here like. Oh, I, I I thought you were leaving the line because you didn't oh. move up. Like, dude, what the heck? So um, be ready for that. Yeah. So so that, that's one of those things. The, the line culture in Germany does. I've I've seen a lot of tourists get really pissed off about that. So be ready for it. Um, other things, they do like the rules. They do not like people will joke that young people jaywalk, old people do not. So if you do jaywalk, yes, the the grandma, the omas might give you a little look, like, hey, that's you. Um, I see you doing that. I see you doing that. <laughs> Another thing I would say is if you're going to Germany, realize that Germany really is a lot of different because there's a lot of kingdoms that came together to form the German Republic. And so you will have, like, if you're going to Bavaria, even in Bavaria, you have the southern part, like the Munich Park, and then you have the Franken part, which is in the north of Bavaria. You have a different feel in those different places. And if you're going to the Hartz Mountains, which no international tourists usually go to, which is German tourists who go there because there's no fast train that goes through there, like, mm. you have all this really great stuff. 
um, to check out. And, and, and realize when you go to Germany, it can be like, look, I'm going to focus on kind of a region to like get a lot out of it. It's like, if I'm going to go to the UK, like if I'm going to go to Wales, I'm going to go to Wales and explore Wales. I'm going to go yeah. to Scotland, I'm going to explore Scotland. And Germany has kind of like, I'm going to explore Bavaria. I'm going to, you know, Baden-Württemberg. I'm going to explore the Hartz Mountains. You can do that when you're there. And there's enough stuff you can see that you can do that. Um, another thing, shopping hours and, and hours sometimes can be a little short for, for American tourists because, you know, stuff here is 24 hours or whatever. So, so a lot Quite of people are like, wait, wait, stuff closed <laughs> on Sundays? Yeah, don't, don't expect much on Sundays and stuff like that. But Germans are good at finding deals. So you can find some good deals when you're there. So we're going to do some shopping. Perfect. Perfect. So. Anything else we need to know about anything until we, uh, before oh, we move on to some wrap-up questions? Well, if you check us out on our website or on our YouTube channel, Walter's World, <laughs> there's plenty of things you might want to know about. Um, also, I, I don't know. Another thing I would probably want to tell people is, you know, I always like to say is like, get out and travel whenever you can, because you never know. Um, but don't think that that just means you have to go international. Again, just travel around your neighborhood, travel around your town. I mean, you know, a lot of times the worst tour guides are people from a town because they never explored it. So, like, whenever I go visit friends, I always do my own research to know the town beforehand because my friends know the basics and they don't know all this other stuff. So, it's a lot of times it's like, oh, I didn't know that. I'm like, well, I'm glad I can teach you about your town. <laughs> so, <laughs> with, with just a touch of sass. <laughs> sass is always good. Perfect. So, listen, um, before we move on to the rabbit questions, just to touch on that, I will put all the links to Walter's World in the show notes, uh, the YouTube. Um, anything that we've discussed today, the country, country-wise, I'll, I'll, I'll put a video in there. Language learning tips, I'll put it in there too. Oh. So, uh, if if anyone wants to uh, click Such onto that, nice well, nice what what more can I do? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, first wrap-up question. Um, I couldn't ask this. First wrap-up question. <laughs> Yeah, I tried to get three in there. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> the first of 20 wrap-up questions. Let's do it now. I love it. All right, okay. number one. Number one. In the early days, when you were making YouTube videos for students and for exploring cities in 24 hours, you recorded another podcast about not having time to edit the video. Um, yeah. And I couldn't have such a massive YouTuber as yourself come on the podcast without asking for any listeners out there, what self-management tips would you give to anyone aspiring to set up a channel alongside their life commitments? Okay, so one thing I would do is before you get started, um, watch YouTube videos. Like I actually have, I have another channel with all my, my, my business videos. I actually have one like how to start a YouTube channel. Like look, watch your, whatever you want to, if you want to do a travel video series, if you want to do gaming, like watch your 10 or 20 favorite YouTubers just in general. And write down what you like and what you don't like about what they do. And then for that specific niche you want, watch 10 or 20 different YouTubers, not just one of their videos, watch a few of their videos and, and get a feel of what you like and don't like because you can learn from them and say, hey, look, that worked for them. And you're not going to, you're not copying them. You're just learning from them. And so then when you start to develop your own stuff, you understand like, oh, that's right. Because when you watch videos, like, I, for example, I watch my videos and realize I'm spending way too much time on that intro. You know, I need to get to the don't number one a lot quicker. So we have the, hey there, hey there fellow travelers, Mark here with Walter's Rule. And today we're here in Chicago. We're going to talk about the 10 don'ts of Chicago. You got to get there. Because I was like, oh, I'm here in Chicago, the Windy City. Go see the Cubs. Yay. And then like a minute in, I finally would start. You'll see people just drop off. So, yeah. so think of that way. Also, um, don't think you have to have a million videos 
if you put quality into your videos, like really try, like for me, I didn't know how to edit, but I would do my research and what I wanted to talk about. And so like, this is what I want to get across. And the thing is a lot of people, they don't actually watch your YouTube video. They actually just listen to it. Cause mm. it's like in the back. So if you're doing like with mine, like our videos are more travel prep. So you can, if you're in a car, you can listen to it like a podcast if you wanted to. And so audio is really kind of important, but you know, the editing thing will suck up so much of your time. <laughs> like I'm going to finish this. I have another thing I have to do for, for my other job. And then I have to do tomorrow's video and tomorrow's video is going to be, I think the don'ts of Santa Fe, New Mexico. And I've already got, I've got it cut down and I've got the words. Now I have to get all the B roll put in and I'm like, Ugh. so if you're like, this sucks sometimes it does suck sometimes. That's why excuse <laughs> me, a lot of times you have editors, people hire editors, do a lot of stuff for them. And some things, you know, I'll have people do like my business videos. I'll have people like I'll, I'll send them the raw footage and I'll give them all the text I want to put in and tell them to put the emojis in and do all this kind of stuff. I'll have that. But like my travel videos, like, no, that's my baby. Like, yeah, nah, I, I, I'm going to put that B-roll in. I want because, you know, because you don't know, like when I'm talking about this bridge, will they know that that's that bridge? I don't yeah. take that chance. So I want to yeah, put that in precisely. there. You know? And so so and, and and one thing I would say is like, a lot of people think, well, is it too late? YouTube? I mean, yeah, YouTube's huge. But you know what? If you're making content that you like to do, do it. Like, don't and don't think you're going to get rich doing it. I'm going to tell you right now. We got millions. Of people, I, it does not pay my bills. Okay, I have a real <laughs> job that pays my bills. Okay, yeah. and it, the thing is, and where, where YouTubers a lot of make their money is actually the sponsorships and stuff like that. And of course, and companies companies don't want to work with us because we we do honest travel advice. And when companies yeah, talk, let's talk us, a like, bit about that too. I, I was like, look, if you want me to review this this Samsung Galaxy, I want to say the good and the bad about it. You know, like yeah. and they're like, nah, we just want the good. I'm like, no, you want a commercial. Yeah, you, know, you don't want to review. And so we've had a number of companies that we actually use and love. And I'm like, I, they're like, we can send you the product. I'm like, I already have it. Actually, I have two. And they're like, <laughs> oh, well, and then, you know, and they're like, they're like, well, make your blog and your video, but send it to us and we'll tell you what to change. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't do that. They're like, well, then you're not going to oh, work with you. And I'm like, so, I mean, it, it's bad because, you know, I know we've, we've, we've left a lot of money on the table and especially now when you're like, hey, the, the whole travel industry has gotten wiped out. But to me, it was more important for me to be honest with people because I want to help people out. You know, you know so, what? So that's really big push. I had a rule. So I've, I'm kind of, I kind of danced in and out of uh, sales and I've been good at it because I'm not really a salesperson, which means um, I've been able to kind of connect uh, properly with the, with the people, with the customers. And I, since I first started, I had this one rule, which I put as I've got to be able to sleep at night. And it's the same yeah. thing, like, because at the end of the day, you could take all that money, but if you're stro if you're turning in your bed because you're just thinking, yeah. like, nah, yeah, how many not, people wasted that, their money and the product's not even good? Exactly. And that, that was the thing that really got me when I first started Walter's World. It was, I, I was in Italy and I got a guidebook and the guidebook made this one town sound fantastic. And it, I went mm -hmm. to this town. It was a, it was, it was horrible. It was sucked. I mean, it just sucked. I'm like, and I got really mad, not for me, because I was, it was my, during my PhD, so I had like a month off. So I'm like, I was learning Italian, so it was no big deal. But I was thinking of my friends back home that had like 10 days of vacation. Maybe they get to go to Europe like once in their life or once every 10 years. And it's their like big trip to Italy, the first town they go to because this guidebook says it's great and it sucks. Like, yeah. Dude, that's not right. Yeah, I remember there was a, a Lonely Planet book in the early, like, I think like mid-2000s. Mid and the main editor must have been like best friends with this one club's owner because even if they weren't talking about Lisbon she would they, they would mention this club in Lisbon in like the Porto section or some other like well it's a good club but it's not as good as looks in Lisbon and I'm like 
really? I mean, and you'd go mm. through and you're like, you obviously took money for this, or you took, I mean, maybe yeah. it didn't, but it, like, you got, you, I don't know what to say they did, but it's it like, something you that. got this feeling. Yeah, it was like, this. you feel slimy. And I'm like, look, I want people to go and have the best time possible traveling. That's what I'm telling you the good and the bad, so you're ready yeah. for it. Because, yeah, if I just made it sound good and perfect, and then something bad happens to somebody, I don't want that to happen. I want people to be ready for it. And, yeah. and some people, like, that's why, I mean, I'm sure some companies, I mean, I look at it, they're like, look, we don't want anybody to say anything bad about our product, so we don't want you there. But people believe authenticity when you're authentic. And so let people know, because you know what? Your competition's telling already telling people what's going wrong, and, and and your customers are writing reviews saying what's going wrong, so you might as well let people, like, be honest be with you. Be authentic, so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, like, yeah, so. And maybe, maybe it comes down to being a review channel. If you were... Uh, you know, like we talked about before this, that Michael Reeves guy, he does robotics yeah. video and he's quite sarcastic with it. Um, yeah. He can just take a sponsorship because he can go, hey, look, there's this product. I quite like it. Here's the link. And it leaves you to do your own research. But it's different when you are a review because there's yeah. so much trust already there compared to yeah. someone you watch for entertainment. Because like I have, there was a, a luggage company is has been like they've been texting me on my stuff at like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night. I'm like, you obviously don't care enough to realize what time zone I'm in. Like that shows me one thing. So if you don't even do that, how good is your luggage going to be? They're like, well, how much is it to have your, I'm like, first off, I will never review anything. Like I will not give you, I'm like, no, like I, I have never used your luggage before. I can't say anything about your luggage. Let me try your luggage on a few trips and then maybe we can talk, but I'm not going to just be like, Oh yes, this is great luggage. Buy it. No. Mm -hmm. No, I like it's, no. Yeah, precisely. So, you you got to sleep at night. And I tell you what, may, maybe with your permission, we can add that to the uh, to the YouTube video, video tips that that we talked about. We're gonna we say sure. tip number however many we got to is sleep at night. <laughs> sleep at night. No, seriously. Yeah, because you know, and, and the thing and another thing I would say is that people that want to do YouTube, um, it, it can suck your life away. Like, because it, it, you just it can take a lot of time. Like, we have three channels now. Like, I have the travel channel, Walter's World. We've got Professor Walters, which is the marketing channel. Then my wife has Simply Johnson, which is like cooking and fashion and stuff like that. And and I mean, it's like it's a it's a full time thing. Like people think, oh, it's your side hustle. It's like your Uber job. Like no, nah, not if you want to do a good job and, and use the analytics and understand what's going on. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you run your podcast, you know how much time this stuff takes. I mean, it's a lot. <laughs> it's yeah, it's not. I mean, it's not just sitting here talking to me forever. You know, it's like no, nah, I got all this other crap I got to do too. We got to yeah, do the research, ready and edited. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's amazing how people are like, oh, so you just like walk up and, and talk like, no, I spent like days and days and days researching. Like I will look at over a hundred blogs and I will go through every guidebook at my local bookstores and I will watch like really crappy YouTube videos on destinations just to get some ideas and to see what people have done and what people have yeah. liked. And, and it's funny because I'll watch some, I go, you weren't there. Like you're, you know, there's the one that just sit there and they talk in front of the camera. Like, let me tell you about, you know, Bhutan. I've never been, but let me, you know, you're like, yeah. <laughs> then there's the one that make it seem like they're there. You know, it, it's, you know, you're like, mm, I don't think they were actually there. Let me regurgitate this information from a blog who also wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's, that's what you know, that, that's what was happening. That's one of the things I saw. Yeah. Like, there's, on all Brazil guides, I always check their train time from Oro Preto to Mariana in Minas Gerais because a few years ago it got to like one of the guidebooks said it was a half an hour. So that started popping up in like blogs and stuff. Mm. And I'm like, dude, I've been on that train a number of times. It's like over an hour. So I went there with my family. It's been a couple, three years ago now. And, and we were on the train and they announced it. When you get on, welcome to our hour and a half long train ride. I mean, it's like re pre-recorded. So it's not like, oh, hey, we're going to be a little late today. No, it's like straight up like this is pre-recorded in all the languages. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, someone, 
you know, it's like one, and then it just gets copied, copied, recopied. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, exactly. But um, but yeah, and thankfully, my my when you talk about editing as well, my computer is quite old; it can't handle video video editing. So I just want to take a moment to thank you, James, for uh yeah. putting this video together for YouTube, and also for the listeners. This video will be on YouTube too. Um, so if you want to go there, you certainly can. Um, Please. Next rapper question. Oh, <laughs> of is this the second seven. one. Or the, yeah. or- Second of three, last wrap-up questions before we have our Cut final question, which is after the last wrap-up question. God damn. Yes. Um, languages. Um, I wanted, we've already discussed that, you know, quite, quite a few, actually, uh, even if it is just from an intermediate level to a more advanced level. But if you could learn a language uh, today, which one would it be? Does it need to be one I don't already know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's see. I would say probably the Chinese, because uh, I have so many students from China that I teach that I would really like to like be able to to speak with them in Chinese, just for like because when I when I taught in China in 2013, I came back and my students so much appreciated that I I taught there and I I kind of understood their culture more and and I could you know talk some of the issues like the one China policy, the pressure that's on Chinese students. It's like look, you're only going to make your family proud if you make money and stuff like this. So they have to. It's not like I have to like I have a brother and we can like I, and so like if my parents need help, we both could help them. But mm-hmm. think about it this way. If you have one child policy after one child policy, you have one college student and they're thinking, well, I've got to support my parents and my four grandparents and then maybe eight great grandparents up there. Like that's a lot of pressure on people. And it really helped me understand the culture better and, and talk to my students. I'm like, you know, if I could speak the language too, I, I think that'd be a nice way to say thank you and show appreciation. Um, yeah. Another one, I think, because we want to go back to East Africa and travel more there. So I'd probably do some Swahili as well. So. Oh, nice, nice. Perfect. And then the last one, I promise. (laughs) If you could relive, if you could relive one moment in all of your travel career, what would that be? Mm. So I'm going to, I'm going to take all the kid stuff out because that, you you know, you can't do the kid stuff, but I I think for me to relive again would be when I took my aunt and my uncle to Europe, he he was in the navy like in the 50s you know mm. and we this is like 2000 2001 they came to visit me when i was studying in germany and my aunt had never like she'd maybe been to like four states like she in five states so she'd not travel like she came and to see the wonder in her eyes when she was seeing things i walk by every day at work she's like oh my god like just the happiness and the amazement you're just like that was really cool like and i was in college at the time so you know you're not you're not you're not the most attuned to other people when you're in college right and so it was just like really kind of a, a cool thing to like have that moment with her to have like a time, like a travel experience with my aunt. And, you know, we still talk about it. Like I still remember my uncle, uh, like I had no idea. He actually would put salt in his beer. Like he had his beer and he's like, do they have salt? I'm like, what? Like, could you ask for salt? Like, yeah, salt and, like, and he just take it and put some salt in the beer and then he drinks. Like I got to have the salt in the beer. I'm like, okay. And it was just, it was just, it was a really cool experience. I mean, I mean, I, I would put like some stuff I done with my kids over that, but like as a parent, like you, you got it. Like I got to separate that. I'll be like, look, yeah, that was that was a really great family experience. It wasn't wasn't like oh, like my kid was born in Portugal, so that was really wonderful, or you know, which yeah. was wonderful. Um, yeah. But yeah, perfect. Well, listen, Mark, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. It's really sure. Really is that one pleasure. more one more last question? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just I wondering. Promise I'm, you. It's your they're party, all man. Done. I feel like I feel like they're, <laughs> they're all done. Uh, you sure? 
<laughs> I'm confident. Thank okay. you so much. <laughs> no problem. Glad I could be here. Y'all have a great day. <laughs> I think that might have been one of the most fun podcasts I've recorded so far. That was such, so great to have Mark on uh, and just be injected by his positivity. That's just contagious. So it was great having a chat with him. I hope you enjoyed it as well. If you did, hit the subscribe, follow, share it. Join in with the community. The links are all down below that you all need to see. Check out his videos too if you haven't already. And have a great day and I'll see you in the next one.